It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Wednesday episode of Locked On Raptors, we continue the three-part mega off-season mailbag recorded by both myself and Katie Heinel in the waning moments of July. Uh, we got lots of great evergreen stuff for you. We're going to get to it all in today's show, including questions about what activities we would like to do with various members of the Toronto Raptors. How has minimalism ruined the Toronto Raptors uniforms? And so much more coming up on today's two part or part two of the mega mailbag uh, here on Locked On Raptors. Let's get to it. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the bridge of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1230 of Locked on Raptors for Wednesday, August the 10th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked on Raptors, and you can follow, subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast on all of your favorite podcast apps. It's much appreciated when you go support it there. It's also appreciated when you subscribe to the YouTube channel. It costs no money to do so. It takes three seconds to do so. It's just the big, fat, red subscribe button that you can't miss. Please click it and support the show. And I am forever indebted to you, as I am also indebted to you for making us your first listen of the day. All right, on today's show, we continue the mega mailbag. We got like five of 40 questions covered off in part one. <laughs> uh, Katie, I'm going to set it at like seven. We're going to get to seven questions on today's mailbag. We'll okay. see how long we can draw okay. these bad boys out. But I feel an obligation to get to the people's questions because they've asked them so graciously. Katie, uh, we don't need to really. We just talked. We're, we're, the we're in the middle of a long thing. We're wearing the same clothes. Because it's the same day. It's the same day. Don't July worry. the 22nd for those uh, looking for, you know, a, a date signature of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we don't. We can dispense with the pleasantries. You, I know you're good and still have COVID. I'm <laughs> fine. I'm hot. You, we know the deal. It's always the same. Let's get to some mailbag <laughs> questions, shall we? 
Uh, first question here comes from our pal Jay Rich, who often sends questions in via DM. Uh, and here are the, here's the question. It's regarding Malachi Flynn. Mm-hmm. So Malachi Flynn, Raptors pre-COVID versus post-Scotty play style. How has the way they have played changed, and how has it affected affected Malachi Flynn's fit? I'm not reading this very well, but would there is there a past version of the Raptors before Scotty Barnes and Vision Six Foot Nine became the forefront that do you think Malachi Flynn might have nestled into comfortably? This is a really interesting one, Katie. I'm curious what you think. I saw you also got one that said, "Take back everything you ever said about Malachi Flynn." I'm not doing that, but Malachi Truther. <laughs> Which, Malachi <laughs> Truther, I'm on your side. I don't think I've ever disparaged Malachi. I think I've just disparaged mm. the odds kind of against him in yeah, terms of fair. like playing. It's been a hard time, road, man. Not it's getting it. Yeah, rough rookie year. Um, yeah. Then rough, like kind of eclipsed by Scotty Barnes' rookie year. Yeah. Um, Which, like, how has, no shame yeah. in that. Scotty well, Barnes rocks. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, it's bad timing. It's like a, one yeah. of those shitty things that just is going to happen, uh, I think, in the NBA. So it's it's how has his playing style changed? How has the team's change in play style affected Flynn's fit, do you think? Well, he can't really be. I think when they drafted him, they were looking at him to be like a backup for Fred. You know, like he yeah. with when they still had Kyle. So it's mm-hmm. like he's going to be our backup PG, you know, but I don't think he can really that anymore because i think there's now like sometimes that's gonna be like like i I don't know sometimes it's gonna be like scotty like sometimes it's yeah like it's pascal um, yeah pascal like it's uh that's probably the biggest change is they were looking at drafting him as a pretty specific type and Mm -hmm. role player um and then he didn't get to even do that Mm-hmm. so and i think you know to his credit he's really good at that i've seen some yeah. clips of him playing you know over the summer um and it seems like when he's in an environment where he's freed up to do that that's where he's gonna shine but that's just not the way that the team is currently constructed yeah i think it's tricky because flynn's never really had even i think before scotty was drafted like the tampa season was not exactly an environment conducive to his <laughs> development considering what he came into the league kind of having as his sort of prize skills, right? Which is pick and roll operation and running an offense. And they had a weird busted team in that Tampa season. Lots of non-shooters on the floor, very little spacing, and notably no real big men to work as pick and roll partners for an up and coming point guard. Who's really good at operating with a big man, pick and roll partner. And Mm -hmm. so I think there's a version of the Raptors where Malachi Flynn is more effective back when Marcus Saul and Serge Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas were on the team, where they did run a little bit more pick and roll, although they never quite ran as much pick and roll as you would have liked, especially when Jonas was on the team, considering he was like the most dominant pick and roll scorer among bigs in the entire league, still wasn't a big pet play for them, even less so now as they don't really run a lot of pick and roll. And I do wonder if there is a world in the coming season where you know, he gets to work with Precious Achua, who's kind of refining his abilities as a big man. If there's some room for Christian Coloco and Flynn to work with one another, whether it's with Flynn accepting an assignment to the G League or some bench emergency minutes or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. like, I still think there's a world in which you can get a more pick and roll operation. But yeah, like, I made this point when I was kind of 
talking about how you know i just think malachi flynn maybe doesn't really factor into the plans all that much anymore and it's a shame but it's just like the team plays a different style and they're gearing that style towards the best players on the team and as much as people might like malachi flynn he's not the kind of guy that you gear your entire play style to because you have literally scotty barnes on the team you have pascal siakam like, why would you go and play something that doesn't suit what they do well mm-hmm. in order to service what Malachi Flint? It's just it's the difficulty of developing basketball players, right? Not everybody's going to be in the right situation. I'm sure there is a situation out there where Flynn could make some sense and kind of get a foothold in the league. I just don't think it's really going to be with the Raptors because their style of play doesn't really suit him, and they're just too deep now. They have too many guys who they sort of have prioritized to play the style they want to play. That is, don't really see a pathway here for mm-hmm. Flynn. Like there might have been back when the Raptors had more traditional big men, you know, before the sort of departure of Kyle and the sort of post-Kyle era. Um, Let's go to the next question here. This one comes from uh, Freddie Rivas, our pal, who asks lots of questions. If Nick Nurse plays in the Jazz Fest, what fest does Siakam play in? (laughs) Playing what, Freddie? I don't know. The thing that's up to the imagination. Is there a certain festival? It doesn't have to be he's playing. It could be there's like maybe like an artisanal festival where he's like a he's making handcrafted goods or something like that. Maybe he's selling mm-hmm. fine spicy hot sauces at the Leslieville Farmers Market or something like that. What do you think about uh, Pascal Siakam and his participation in some kind of festival? I mean, if he's doing some, sp- didn't he have like he had like a promotional spicy sauce? He should set up a with Nando's, pop-up. yeah, yeah. He should set up a pop. Oh, Nando's is gone though. I think uh, out of Canada. It's a shame. It's a There's shame. like one left. Um, I was gonna say he should do. Nando he should do a pop up maybe with the real jerk at Carabana, but uh, I don't know, Pascal. Not a. What about? No, never mind. <laughs> no, never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm very intrigued by what you didn't just say there. I won't force you to say. Most of the fests are done, you know? Mm. Most sure. of the fests are done. Um, yeah. That's the, that's them's the breaks, you know? Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. of our summer fests are done. Yeah. What about something at the, maybe he's doing something in the Better Living Center at the CNE at the X. I can see year. that. Yeah. yeah, selling like large beds for oversized fellows. I could mm-hmm. see that. Uh, <laughs> I could see him manning so one of those like uh, carnival games. Maybe the. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think which one. Oh, he's at uh, the X. Okay, yeah. So he's at, yeah, the, he's X. at the X. There's I mean, he could just be one of the guys who's like, in the midway. manning the, the very rigged basketball hoop games and just like trash talking people. That'd be good. That'd yeah. be fun. Is there a world in which there's like the one. Uh, ride that i forget what it's called but it spins a lot uh it's on the ground the scrambler uh maybe like Polar pascal's Express? it's like renamed for pascal because yeah. of the spinning notion uh, okay. of it all maybe there's some brand symmetry there where he can be the carney who runs the the, the scrambler presented by pascal siakam and maybe that's what we start calling the spin move is the scrambler, the scrambler. It's a, that's yeah. a fun one Cool. We've settled it. The X. Finally, a thing worth going to. Uh, are you the an X, X person, back. Katie? Yeah, I think yeah. I am. I think yeah. I am. Just because, like, being from Toronto, I feel like it is the kind of bittersweet marker, right, of the end of the summer. Yeah. Even yeah. if you're just going and, like, walking around. I'll do, like, Polar Express. I like the bumper cars because they're falling apart and you're going to get yeah. electrocuted yeah. a little bit. 
Like um, old danger. They're so old. I like <laughs> the water gun games on the midway. I like just strolling the midway. Mm-hmm. You got to get the tiny Tom's donuts. You know, there's oh, just yeah. like stuff. It's just like nice to be there and walking around. I do quite enjoy the food building. It's uh, gotta get myself a lemonade from the little lemon stand. Yeah. That that's always fun. Yeah. Maybe yeah. uh, I mean, I'll, I guess the the X won't have started by the time this airs on August the tenth, but it's pretty close. Uh, the X so, is back. First year, it's back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the Locked On Raptors sponsored by the X. One day, get in uh, touch, Carnies. <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> We'll continue on with some more mailbag <laughs> questions with Katie in just a second. But first, got to tell you about an actual sponsor of the show. And that is, of course, BetOnline.net, the wonderful place to go for all of the latest sports betting information that you might need. By the time this airs, the Blue Jays have probably already traded for Juan Soto and Shohei Otani. And so you can now bet on them to win the World Series. If you want to go ahead and do that, you probably won't get great odds if they have both Shohei and Soto on the team. But them's the breaks, I guess. Uh, You can still win some bucks. So go ahead and do that. It's basically a sure thing that the Blue Jays will win the World Series at this point. This is going to sound really stupid if they did nothing at the deadline and I'm angry about the baseball team doing nothing. But either way... You can find all the stuff you need to bet informed and with the right so the, the right information to get the money you want out of your bets by going to bet online. They have reviews, podcasts, injury reports, everything you might need for all the major leagues, individual events like combat sports, fights, esports events, golf. Everything is there. Head to the bet online website or mobile device uh, or the website they have on your mobile device right now to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online is where the game starts. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, we continue on, Katie. More questions from the very, very full mailbag. This question comes from Jay at B-Ball Thinking. Describe some 2021-22 Raptors highlights that live rent-free in your head. This is a fun one, Katie. What you got? You got to start. You got to okay. jog my back there. <laughs> okay, second game of the season. Mm. Scotty Barnes goes off for, I think, 25. Completely punks the Boston Celtics. And in that game, he steps into like an 18-foot mid-range jumper for the very first time. And it felt like my world had opened up. Like, oh, he's got that too? Okay, buckle up. And that was, I think, what set the stage for like the Scotty Barnes hype train the whole season through was that one mid-range jumper he stepped into to sort of signal, oh, yeah, I can score, baby. You thought I was a zero-level scorer? Well, guess what? I got this one on lock. Uh, <laughs> so that was one that I think stands out to me. I have a couple more, but I'll throw it back to you. We'll just go trade off here. What else you got? I think when Scotty Barnes, though this hurt at the time, but um, when Scotty Barnes like windmilled Jared Allen and then gently mm. set him down on the floor, because mm-hmm. I don't think Scotty meant to do it, and I think he was even surprised by his own strength. Yes, as was yes. Jarrett. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that still stands out to me. That was a really fun game. I remember that. That game was a fun game specifically because 
It was the first Mobley Barnes matchup. Mm-hmm. The Cavs won, I think, by one. Mm-hmm. And Jared that Allen revenge. Me, <laughs> it was. That to me was like the first couple of weeks of the season. It was a little listless. The Raptors weren't winning a lot of games. It was kind of like, all right, you know, they're kind of settling back mm-hmm. in. I think they might have still had half capacity at the very beginning of the season, but it was like a full crowd. Uh, early November, that one felt like okay, like this is this is awesome. This was before the next lockdown came in place and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember that feeling like wow, this is like the most normal I felt in a very very long time at a Raptors game. Uh, mm-hmm. And watching Scotty Barnes do wrestling moves on Jared Allen was all part and parcel to that. Um, mm-hmm. I think another one that stands out. I mean, remember when uh, the game got suspended because there was literally a fire in one of the speakers? Katie? Yeah, I wasn't you at that, that game. No, I wasn't no, at that game. Was I. I was with my dad, and he was really upset. He was like, "What? What brand of speaker is that?" Like he's like, "Find out. Ask them." I'm like I'm, I mean, they probably got their hands full, but I'll uh, uh-huh. I'll find out later. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that was it. You know, ex DJs die hard, so that was his yeah. main concern. Yeah, that was that was a wild, wild night. Uh, kind of forgotten in that sort of weird December period where mm-hmm. games were like half COVID addled, half normal. Like that whole part of the season kind of felt fake to me, if I'm being totally honest. Another one that stands out to me, Katie. I mean, the whole Scotty and LeBron game where the Raptors end up losing in overtime, but Scotty mm-hmm. goes for like 35, 17, and six, and he has the one dunk in transition where he looks dead into the eyes of LeBron yes. James before throwing it down. Any one of Scotty Barnes's potential lookbacks where either he did convert or failed to convert, those are all run free in my head because they're the coolest thing in the world other than his no-look passes. I think Gary, for me, like there's quite a lot of... I'm trying to remember what game this was in advance of, but there was a warm-up for a game mm. that I was at, and I was just watching everybody, and Gary was like very far back out shooting his warm up shots, and everyone else was just like, you know, people kind of they kind of goof around, they'll like chat with the trainers, but Gary for some reason was just beaming, like smiling mm-hmm. the whole alone by himself, just smiling <laughs> the whole time, and he was just like nailing them one after another. And if I remember correctly, though I can't remember the game, he went on to just like it was one of those like kind of magic things where everywhere he was, you, you get the ball to him. He's going to sink it. So yeah. I don't know. There was like a, there was like a nice part. I think I'd say early mid season where that kind of mm-hmm. clicked for Gary and he became, he was just like the spot up shooter. Well, yeah, I think still the most memorable stretch of the season was that stretch where they played eight games against four teams close to them in the standings. It was like Miami, Atlanta, mm. Charlotte, and, and Chicago. They go seven and one in that stretch. That features the five-game stretch for Gary going over 30 points a game, I think tying to Mars record. Um, like that was uh, a really, really awesome point of the season I, I think where it kind of you realized oh this team is, is pretty damn good mm-hmm. <laughs> they mean business the other one that I think the last one here unless you have another one you want to chime in with is one that I think lives rent free in like most of the basketball internet's heads just based on like podcasts I've listened to and articles I've read so the game was late in the season Raptors Sixers and Precious Achua grabs a rebound walks it up and just like stops and pops for a pull up three at the top of the arc. And it was like, Oh, oh, 
<laughs> he's doing that now. Oh, okay. Uh, and I've heard that one play referenced on like six different NBA podcasts this offseason talking about <laughs> Precious. And it's like, that's not the only thing he did, right? Like he, he like he barely ever did like the pull-up shooting thing. But well, he mostly that, dunked. Like, Yeah, he mostly <laughs> dunked and hit some catch and shoots in the back part of the season. But that one play... I think is doing a whole lot of work for Precious. Like there are going to be lines for him to win most improved just because people remember that one play and were like, oh yeah, that was a thing that happened that one time late in the year. That must be what's going to happen next year. It very well could happen. But I think that one play is doing a lot of lifting for Precious Achua in his overall rep, which I'm glad for him. That's that's wonderful for him. Do you have any uh, last thing? Last well, this thoughts isn't on that like, one or last, this uh, last isn't Raptors. Yeah. Uh, I guess this is. It's like Raptors lore specific, but I—I I mean, when Kyle came back, that yeah. was like, that was I was a—I was a wreck. You were sitting uh-huh. beside me. Yeah, you were a wreck. Yeah, I was uh, wearing my <laughs> warm mascara. Can confirm. Really dumb, and I was just—I was just sobbing. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> Wonderful <fun>. time. <laughs> uh, let's go. Next question here. This one comes also from at Bball Thinking. Our pal Jay asks. Which teams will make the biggest jump in terms of number of wins this season and who will drop? So the let's Pistons. just do this, Katie. Detroit Pistons. Okay. So you're, we'll <laughs> pick one team each. Do you think the Pistons are jumping up? I think I'm with you, actually. I mean, They're how could good. they not? They have to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. At this point, uh, you know, Cade is really damn good. As I also much believe as... very much in mm. that team. I'm, yeah. I'm driving the Pistons hype train. I know it's a wrong yeah. podcast, but that's where I'm at. No, it's fine. I think there's like a... I wouldn't say an affinity necessarily for the Pistons. I think there's an, uh, 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 the thing is the Pistons have been one of the worst teams in the league for four years, but I haven't noticed it because they keep on beating the yes. piss out of the Raptors whenever yes. they play. And I'm just like, <laughs> I see Pistons fans being like upset that Saban Lee is back on the team. And it's like, I don't know. Saban Lee is like, I don't know, basically <laughs> Isaiah Thomas in my eyes. Uh, so I don't see the problem here. The, yeah. The Pistons, I think are going to be in for a big climb. Um, I would say teams that are going to drop, I think the Wizards are going to suck. Uh, they won 37 games last year. I don't really see how they're winning more. And I think the rest of the East is just going to win more at the top. And I mm. feel like the Wizards are going to be in like the Wemby race uh, for the top pick. Boy, that's just a cursed franchise, man. I don't I don't even want... It's very, very sad to think about. But that's, I think, for me, the biggest dropper. As far as teams to... Lo- I mean, I think the Wolves are going to win, like, 58 games. I-, I know everyone's down on that trade because they gave up so much. But, like, Pat. Rudy Gobert powers some really good teams. Uh, oh, I forgot. I forgot. About, I forgot all about Rudy Gobert until this <laughs> moment. Sorry, it's okay. Rudy. COVID brain. It's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Rudy me and Rudy good. are COVID brains. <laughs> I, I love my favorite nickname in the world is Sean Keen's The French Infection. It's the best nickname <laughs> of all time. Um, but yeah, I, I think like that team's going to win a lot of games. Their defense is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards is probably going to take a jump. I think they're going to win. I think they'd be like two or three seed in the West and uh, add to their 48 win total from last year. And honestly, I think the Raptors are in line for a bit of a jump too, based on the, just how well they played last year, despite half the season not really ever being in gear and yeah, I don't internal know growth, etc. Vegas is on about the thing Vegas is always on about, which is uh, being wrong. (laughs) They've covered the over uh, every year since 2013, except for the COVID season where the whole team got COVID. So I I don't really know. Um, Yeah, as far as teams to take, yeah, I think it's the the Wizards are going to drop. The Pacers will probably drop even more, even though they barely won any games last year. They're going to stink. And the Pistons are a pretty good 
I don't have high hopes for well. the Hawks either. I don't think so. I don't think I do either. Mm. It's weird stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. John Collins still just hanging out. No one wants him. What's that? Hornets too. Pretty atrocious. Uh, oh, that's right actually now. probably the biggest dropper. I would say mm-hmm. maybe they they are going to go uh, into the tubes. Uh. All right, let's continue on here. we got more questions to get to, Katie. Before we do that, though, just a reminder to check out Locked and NBA every single day in your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube, covering the league with wonderful hosts rotating across each of the five days. I sometimes pop on there once in a while on Mondays with our pal Josh Lloyd to give the latest on the Raptors, so go check it out. Actually, not Josh Lloyd. Jackson Gatlin does the Monday shows now. He's great, too. Excuse me. Go subscribe to Locked on NBA, wherever you get your podcasts. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, Katie, let's continue on here. We have a couple more good ones that you noted you wanted me to get to, and I have lost them in the... Here we go. This one comes from Finals MVP Kalia Cooper fan account, one of our faves, asking if you could do one activity with Scotty Barnes or any other Raptors player, but let's just go with Scotty Barnes for the simplicity of the question. What would it be and why, Katie? I want to go on a tandem motor scooter with him because he... (laughs) Those things scare the hell out of me. They're ripping mm-hmm. around the city and nonstop right now. But Scotty, as we know, seems very comfortable whizzing around on one. But I think his is just, he just got a regular one. That's what mm-hmm. he was seen in Shoppers Drug Mart with. But mm-hmm. I bet if we could get one of those long, like yeah. longer Maybe with like a little sidecar. Yeah. No, I could, I could bet. Ba- I have good balance, Sean. Okay. Like I could balance okay. on the back. Um, All right. But yeah, just like. Let's go. Wasn't, this wasn't a comment or a judgment on your balance. It was a comment on the aesthetic of a cool scooter with a sidecar. Maybe we could scoot down uh, in the beach, you know, like mm. on the, the trail that runs yeah. along the boardwalk. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Get yeah. some ice cream cones. Use Open Streets Toronto and like prove that it's useful to have Lakeshore open to oh my God. pedestrians on Blue the weekends. Get a yeah. life. Come Honestly. on. The real just, knock this is the only commentary I'm going to make about baseball, but mm-hmm. wouldn't you want pedestrians walking so then they pass the Blue Jays Stadium and they're like, hey, there's a game going on. I bet we could get cheap tickets because it's like, I don't know, however many innings are in baseball have happened, but there's still going to be a thousand more because that's mm-hmm. what happens in baseball. Mm-hmm. We can have families come in and fill the seats. You don't want mm-hmm. that. You just want people driving in driving by the stadium there's no one actually drives by the stadium that's a roundabout route nobody goes that way you don't drive there if you're downtown it's not on the way to anything but walking there yes yeah 
Absolutely. Also, Very take the damn train. Why would you drive to a sporting event? Take the yeah. train. You, if you're driving to a sporting event, you're doing it wrong. Uh, God, yeah, we don't need to get on to that. was uh, our take on municipal Toronto politics infrastructure. now. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Scotty Barnes, a champion of uh, Vision Zero in Toronto and uh, getting rid of our marriage to cars. Uh, I think my answer is, uh, you know, we've seen him in Shoppers Drug Marts. You ever in high school, Katie, just go with your friends to a Walmart just to look around and like just walk the halls of the Walmart? Maybe it's raining outside. You just like, like, all right, let's go to Walmart. Or the mall for me. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, okay, that's fair. I like Walmart because it's just like, oh, this is, we're in the weird aisle now where there's cool toys and weird hats and stuff like that. I guess this is okay. what we're doing now. Um, I'd just like to explore a Walmart on a rainy day with Scotty Barnes. Go through the bin of $2 DVDs, see what we can pull out. I um, feel like he'd be uh, a very fun and kindred spirit to go through a Walmart with. Um, Walmart, <laughs> sponsor the podcast. All right, uh, we're going to get to another question here. This one comes from, uh, oh God, I'm panicking now. There's too many questions to get to, Katie. Um, here we go. This one comes from Jeff Lowe asking, when looking at the deeper part of the young bench, who, if any, has the best chance of surprising and earning a regular rotation spot this coming year based on the assumption that nine to ten players are already locked into their roles? Katie, we're talking Justin Champagny, Jeff Doughton, Ron Harper Jr., Delano Banton, Sfima Hailuk is at the back end of the bench, and I guess is young by other standards. Malachi Flynn, uh, Christian Coloco, of those guys, who do you think is most likely to find their way in the regular Raptors rotation and become a favorite of one Nick Nurse? I'm a Ron truther, so I'll say Ron. Um, but I also think, though I don't know if he, he's pretty quiet, right? But... Um, He's kind of like he has a really innate understanding of this world, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think while his him being quiet might not gel so much with Nick Nurse, that understanding will probably come in handy. And then yeah. like that is all of an aside of his skill. Um, mm-hmm. He's a good shooter. He didn't like yeah. he went hot and cold at summer league, but like you watch his college tape, you know he's mm-hmm. he's he's a very good shot creator. And if there's something the Raptors need, especially if you're gonna like toss somebody in late in a game right mm-hmm. um that's what that's what you want i don't dislike it that's a pretty good poll katie and yeah i think uh it also would be nice thematically not to tie this back to baseball again but toronto is of course the land where famous sons uh do good sports things and ron harper jr joining the ranks of vlad jr and kevin biggio and Bo bichette that'd be a lot gary of fun. Gary, Gary Trent. Trent Jr. Yep, yep. Lots of famous it's also sons. The land of everyone on that roster calling everybody else their son. So, <laughs> yes, I uh, love that that's still happening. <laughs> and it started with like it didn't start in a very playful way, you know. It was like right. It started right. a little bit contentiously, and now it's the uh-huh. best running joke. Yes. Uh, Let's get to this last question. This is actually an interesting one. This comes from Karen Leslie Hall asking, when I became a fan during the championship run, I had an insight about pro sports. It's all about story, characters, plot twists, etc. The Raptors organization excels at this aspect when it comes to open gym and telling the stories. Do you think this factors into front office decisions, e.g. win now with KD or lean into the underdog development story that the team is going for right now? Really fascinating question. I'm wondering what you think about this, KD. Well, ding dong writers like me wish for that. No. Yes. I don't think it's true. Um, yeah. I also think that 
this front office has shown like it can be pretty ruthless, right? And mm -hmm. like um, can make the cold call very quickly if necessary. Yeah. So I don't, I think there's definitely an awareness. I think Masai and Bobby and, you know, um, everyone is like very aware of story. I think they're mm -hmm. aware of the story they've built thus far. Like we are a mental team. We are an underdog story, kind of like rags to riches, you know, minus Kawhi in the championship season. And like mm -hmm. Toronto loves that. And I do think they lean into that. And, you know, with good reason, it's all true. It's not like it's, it's made up, right? Like that's, yeah. that is what happened. There is proof so of I, concept. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think Masai um, Ujiri is quite aware of that when he talks about his future plans, not just for the Raptors, but for basketball in Canada. So while I mm -hmm. think there is like a very innate understanding and awareness of the storyline that the Toronto Raptors have built, you know, is this like outlier franchise, um, both true and in kind of like ethos. Uh, no, I don't think it plays into their decision making at all. Yeah, exactly. I think that's right. I do think, however, that this is like, a wonderful way to be a fan and absolutely think, yeah, yeah like, absolutely this is this is tr what i try to sort of get across when i i'm not like a you know chips or nothing like you gotta win championships or this is all worthless kind of person i think that's a very hollow and unneedlessly binary way to be a fan of a sport and it's a really quick way to end up just being miserable about your sports teams it's a good way to become a philadelphia sports fan basically and i think I am more in the camp that like watching sports, like the stories that unfold, it's never just about one season. It's about how things play out and build upon one, one another over four, five, six, seven, eight years. And it's really cool. I think that the Raptors are a franchise, not that they've been doing this consciously necessarily, but the way that they typically have built, because it's sort of what they have to do as a non-glamour market where they can just go and change their whole team in a second mm -hmm. with free agency because they've had to do that, it's made it a really rewarding team to watch and sort of go through the ups and downs with and make it so like each season is sort of like a chapter in the story as opposed to the whole story to worry about. Um, I, I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I think just the way the Raptors have been forced to build just by their market circumstances has actually made it so it's easier to be a fan of the story for the Raptors than it is, say, the Lakers or the Knicks, where it's just like things are constantly changing. There's mm -hmm. stress, there's expectations all the time. And that leads to a pretty hollow and I think kind of joyless viewing experience. Yeah, it's a long-term, it's a long read. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a long, yeah. it's a very good like long book you can kind of sit down with because you've developed like the plot lines, you know, if you want to call it that, like with these characters, like with the, mm -hmm. like, you know, look at somebody like Fred Van Vliet, like that's such a long and rewarding character arc that we are not even at the end of. Totally. And I also think, you know, though narrative has picked up a pretty like, I don't think fair tinge is like being a bad word in like the NBA lexicon stories are the reasons why people like storylines are the reasons why people love basketball. Like mm -hmm. wh why are people still so invested in what's going on in the NBA in the off season? It's because yeah. of like these like storylines that we are want to see where they end up next season. Like that's all free agency is right. And like how a storyline mm -hmm. could maybe impact or change a team. We love obviously the game itself, but it's like, this is the more fun part is, and like the very compelling part to follow. And because it all seems like so available 24 mm seven -hmm. and something is always happening, you know, like that is what is compelling. And I think uh, even people that are like chip robust, there's still some of that in there. So yeah, 
stop fooling yourself. So I just agree with, I agree with you that it is a good way to be a fan. It's obviously how I'm a fan. So. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think like it's probably something that Raptors fans who caught on during the championship run, it's got to be like a difficult thing to sort of see the team win a title the year you become a fan and then have to sort of like recalibrate to like, oh, this is not how it works every single year. Um, and But it know, wasn't that long ago. Like you can still yeah. bask in that. I was talking about oh, this totally. the other day yeah. uh, with Jordan Liggins, who is a co-host of Spencer's, but also a Lakers, a, you know, born and bred Lakers fan. But mm-hmm. that um, what a title means to like the Raptors franchise as like a franchise that was an outlier franchise had to kind of really work for it and like do a lot of yeah. self-reflection along the way versus a title for the Lakers franchise who just won a year after the Raptors. But that franchise is now like, well, when's the next one? Whereas of yeah. course, Raptors fans are still like, when's the next one? But we're also still fairly happy about that. Yeah. first one. Comfortably swaddled in our championship gear that we paid yes. at the nose for. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, that's a good place to leave part two of our mega mailbag, Katie. We will wrap it there. We will come back on Friday with the third portion of the mega mailbag. We got some more questions on this episode than we did in part one. So good on us. (laughs) Yay us. Uh, go follow Katie at whatever's on Twitter, read dime basketball feelings, go subscribe. I'm a paid subscriber. I highly recommend it. It's the best. Go check out basketball feelings. You can find me at Woodley Sean subscribe, rate review for free on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube and go make your second listen of the day locked on NBA as they are covering all the happenings across the league throughout the off season, keeping tabs on the KD Kyrie Donovan Mitchell, all that stuff. Donovan Mitchell might be a Nick by the time that you're hearing this anyway, and they'll have broken it down wonderfully unlocked an NBA so go check it out we will talk to you again on Friday with another episode of Locked on Raptors bye bye Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.